What's poppin', everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Into It, the podcast where knowledge equals power. I first and foremost, I want to thank everybody so much for the love and support I get each and every episode. I know I say thank you all the time, but thank you is always need to be said because I thank you guys. I thank God for everything he's done for my podcast. And um, speaking of God, on this very special episode today, I have with me a guest. Her name is Serena, and she's coming all the way from Manchester, England. Yes, we, we're all the way around the world now. And she she's came, she asked her to come on the podcast because we wanted to discuss about being teens for Christ and what our experience with God is. I told you guys I'm going to do much more episodes like this. So disclaimer, if you feel offended, if this is not what you want to believe in, please, there's always the exile button indeed on the top of the left or right corner. But if you still want to stick around, please, I encourage everybody to listen because um, we do have good things to say. And um, this is going to be a fun episode. And I hope you guys learn something from it. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, Serena, so why don't you introduce yourself to the masses? I love saying to the masses um, who you are. You don't got to say too much. I mean, like where you're from yeah, and stuff like that. Okay, so hi, everyone. Um, I'm Serena, and I'm from Ireland. I was born in Ireland, but then I moved to England. Um, yeah, but I come from like a Nigerian background. And I just want to say, I just thank God so much for saving me, for helping me, for all he's done for me. Because honestly, I couldn't have gotten this far without God. So he's my number one. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. So um, why don't we just like talk about your testimony? Like, what was your road to who you are now? Right. Okay. So I'm going to say I was, I was like brought up in a Christian household. So like I grew up um, being labeled as a Christian because my parents were like really strict Christians. So like I grew up as a Christian, but the thing was, I always labeled myself as a Christian, but I never acted like one. I never act like, acted like one. And I did things that were like specifically sins. Like in church, I would act as, um, as if I'm so good. But then like, in school and everywhere, I would be like gossiping and like following boys and all that. It was like really bad. But then it was this quarantine that, really, that God really used to open my eyes because um, I was just on my bed one time and I was just scrolling through Snapchat and I saw this um, account. I'm not going to mention it, but um, it was about this girl and she was only 13, right? And she had an account that was like fully dedicated to God and she really helped me, right? And then that's when I decided to start my own account. And so that's how I started my own account with everything that happened. And then after I started my own account, all thanks to God, the first three were complete failures. Like they all got locked and blocked. And then I, I was actually getting really discouraged because I tried my hardest on those accounts. So then I just decided to make another one. And that was the one that I have now. And I just feel like um, I was able to repent fully surrender my life to God, actually start my relationship with God. And it, was, it has been absolutely amazing ever since. Like this journey with Christ has been absolutely beautiful. Honestly, I just thank God for saving me. That's good to hear. I mean, the same thing with me. Um, the quarantine has opened up a lot for me. You know, you're like what? Um, this you're, you was like home for like three to four months. That's a lot of time to like just like you. It was just a lot of time to yourself. So you know, it's it was certain times like I just like I needed a new change, especially like January when my father passed away. I was like I just needed a new change in life because I was not where I was mentally, physically, emotionally, I was not where I was to be. So like, before, you know, my, just like you, my parents, you know, I always grew up in a Christian household. Yes, I would go to church. Yes, you know, I would do things for youth and stuff, but I felt like I wasn't doing enough. Like at some point where you think like, are you doing enough? And I, to this day, nobody, you never are going to do enough for God because we're all flawed, flawed people and we all fall, fall short to the glory of God. But still at the same time, you can always work towards a relationship. And that's what I've been doing for the past like three, three four 
let's say like since like maybe April or May, because before I never used to read the Bible like that. I never used to like pray even in the morning or night or like, you know, do those type of things. But now I make sure I do all those stuff every day. Like it's always important. Like prayer is so underrated. Like sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't, it's just like, just saying like, just praying in the morning when you wake up, you know, I like to, I like to make sure I'm, I'm like, you know, I wash my face or brush my teeth because I don't want to be praying when I just wake up and I feel sleepy because I might miss out what I'm trying to say. But when you pray, whenever, when you finish taking a shower and you go pray, whatever, it's such an underrated thing because, you know, that's just, sometimes, sometimes prayer is like the conversation you have with God. So, and people that sometimes be like, oh, I don't want to ask for this, just ask for it. You never know what he's going to deliver to you, you know? But at the same time, you should always thank God. You shouldn't just be asking, 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 and not thanking God for what you have, like thanking God for waking up because it's, it's a blessing to wake up each and every day. A lot of people don't get that. People die in their sleep. People die each and every day, unfortunately. That's the cycle of life. But at the same time, you are supposed to, you know, thank God for your family, especially family, because this quarantine, you everybody was close to their family. You realize how much important your family actually is. So, like, thank God for that each and every day is, like, really important, you know, just praying. If you're not, like, a prayer that can pray for an hour, just, it, you can always build up. It's, it's called a build up. Like, nobody's going to be um, Charles F. Stanley overnight. No, nobody's try everybody's relationship is different with God. So like some, it's just, don't be discouraged. Like I saw you post something like, there was this girl, she said that like, you know, how could people know all these Bible verses on, on top of their head and things like that. I'm like, that's people's relationship are in different paces and are different like stances. Like some people could just be getting to Christianity. So of course they're not going to know the whole Bible front and back. I don't even know the whole Bible front and back. I'm still learning each and every um, person in the Bible each and every day. Like some people mention this stuff. I'll be like, I don't know what this story is, but I know eventually I will get to that story. So I'm not discouraged. Like, you know, everybody's pace is different. So you shouldn't worry. Like how you feel about that? Yeah, I completely agree, honestly. Okay. Now we're going to go into the next topic. So when you, um, I see her her account is on Snapchat, everybody, if you're wondering, and it will be in the description, but she has, like, she does an account, basically, that posts a lot of Christian um, things, and then she has a YOLO where people can ask her questions, so a lot of the YOLO, I remember one came out about, you know, homosexuality, and how some people don't believe it's a sin, some people do believe it's a sin, so you should elaborate on that, Serena. Right, okay, so I personally... I believe it's a sin and although I may offend like a lot of people out there I'm just trying to tell you all the truth and I don't want you guys to feel like I'm judging you because I know that I still struggle with sins of my own and I'm still leaning on Jesus to help me with them but I just want to let you guys I, w I just want you guys to be informed and be aware that things that are normalized in society such as homosexuality are actually sins and just because many people do them doesn't make it right and yeah I've actually got um a bible verse on that one moment sorry um <laughs> Okay, it's okay. Come with the facts. Okay, it's in First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine to ten, and it says here, <clears throat> verse six, verse nine to ten, and it says, "Surely you know that the wicked will not possess God's kingdom. Do not fool yourselves. People who are immoral, or who worship idols, or adulterers, or homosexual perverts, or who practice homosexuality, or who steal, or are greedy, or are drunkards, or who slander others, or are thieves." None of, none of these will possess God's kingdom. And that is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. You can go and check out for yourself. It says that those who practice homosexuality will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I'm just trying to go for what the Bible says because I don't want to lead anyone away with whatever I'm saying. I'm, that's why I just go by the word of the Bible and not by my own opinions so that I will 
just say what the Bible says, because the Bible is the truth. And if it says it's a sin, then your opinion doesn't matter as harsh as it sounds, is the truth. Like if if it says it's lying is a sin, you can't say, Oh yeah, but like lying isn't that bad though. If it says it's a sin, it's a sin. That's the end of the conversation. And that's why I just want to tell everyone. And although people try and justify it all the time, it is a sin. The Bible says homosexual perverts will not inherit the kingdom of God. But you know what? It's not too late because you can repent and turn to God and Jesus will be more than happy to help you with it. Amen. Amen. Um, and can you explain like repentance? Because a lot of people, I didn't know what repentance is until a few months ago. So can you explain like what it means to repent? Right. Repentance basically is basically when you um go to God, you ask for forgiveness of all your sins, like you lay down all your sins and you completely and wholeheartedly turn away from them. Like I had to wholeheartedly turn away from gossiping for many of the sins that I used to commit. Once I gave my life to Christ, I had to repent from them and never go back to them again. And with God's help, I have been trying really hard not to return back to those sins. Repentance is basically like confessing all your sins and actually turning away from them and not like taking advantage of God's forgiveness. Because once you repent, you have to turn away from that and lay those sins into God's hands so that he can take care of them and he can take care of you, if that makes sense. So basically that's what I'm trying to say. Like everyone needs to repent because that's the only way. Like we need to accept Christ into our lives and repent of our sins because sins are not of God and with God's help we can try and stop them that's good that's good to hear um so like, yeah this here I don't know how it is over in the UK well England I don't I always confuse the two but um over here like you know homosexuality is you know something that a lot of people just don't like talk about because you're and you're here over here especially in New York we're so I'm surrounded like so much about so much around it I know people who are part of the LGBTQ community and you know it's it's hard it's hard because you want to you want to help them out but at the, same, at the same time it's like you don't want them to feel like you're the enemy in a sense like I just want like it's, it's very it's a very like difficult topic to talk about you know because a lot of people say they believe they are born this way they believe that like as soon as like they came out the womb, like this is who they were meant to be. But I'm, I'm at the same time as like that's that's what the devil tries to do. He tries to put in your head like you are born this way, like you are doing that. And at the same time, I don't want to judge nobody uh, ever. Like we're not supposed to judge. And that's the first thing they like to um take out when we like say something it's like you guys are not supposed to judge. I thought oh Christians supposed to love one another, this and that. But I'm, I'm loving people, you can love somebody in different ways, such as you have to tell them the truth when you were in a relationship with somebody. If save your relationship with your husband, if you guys are not telling the truth, how can you say you love him if you're not telling him the truth, if you're lying to him? The same thing as that for our friends, you know, I can't just sit sit aside and let you do this stuff. And in the back of my head, I was like, I know this is this is not this is wrong, you know. And it's not gonna be overnight thing. Like getting over that, I know it's not gonna be like, oh, just a flip a switch. Because if you're especially if you're really in deep into it, it's gonna take a lot of like, you know, just a whole switch. Just it's gonna take time for you to switch out of your ways because remember you were like people are coming at you saying oh homosexual is not a sin oh christians are homophobic and it's like i i felt kind of bad for you because over it's like over here is is normalized persons like now it's normalized like especially in new york city like i wouldn't i'm not surprised to see like um gays lesbians um transgenders because i see it all the time when i go to school when i go outside it's everywhere and especially like i remember you brought up the thing with the pride flag and how like they turn the the, the rainbow flag was usually was used to show um the that the covenant of jesus of god when he um when noah asked for it and now that is, is switched now into like pride. You know how the Bible talks so much about pride. So it's kind of like ironic to for the thing to be called, it's like pride parade when the Bible talks about like one of the biggest um, downfalls of humans, of man is pride because pride gets in the way of everything. So it's kind of like, it's crazy how the devil works. See how you're trying to be playing people because it's, 
it's like all these stuff like intertwined with each other. And then like now, like how you said, like people, I don't want to wear a rainbow anymore because people automatically are going to assume now that you're in the LGBTQ community. No offense to y'all, like, because I know a lot of people who are um, part of LGBTQ, some who are very close to me. So like, I never want to like spew like hate towards them. I'll never do that because, you know, I, I don't, I hate to say not the sinner. You know, that's how everybody says, like some people are just generally just not in the right path. And I wish like everybody was, but it's not easy. You know, there'll always be flaws in society because we're all flawed. So what is your, what's your stake on what I just said? Right, on what you said, I agree. Because it was just um, yesterday where I was talking about, I posted this TikTok um, of this guy and he was saying, he was basically um, trying to say um, that um, he was basically making like a comedy of it where he was saying that um, Noah, God gave Noah the rainbow as a confident, not only to Noah, but to like the whole earth that he will never flood the earth again. And now it's just the fact that people are using that to to like it's like they're using it as a symbol of their sin like god like i have to say that god loves everyone but he doesn't like the sins that's the thing and you god gave that to us as a promise as something special and now a lot of people are just using it for a sin that god hates like it's really disrespectful i have to say like i got actually i actually got offended and annoyed at it because it was just disrespectful to god and like like just imagine how god must feel after after he saw that like that's just really just um so yeah that's what i'm just trying to say and i know i may offend people some people because they were born that way but i really do not believe that god's made us that way that's the devil trying to tell you lies and you need to rebuke it repent of that sin and run to jesus for help because he will help you but yeah like it says in the bible ask and it shall be given unto you so you need to go and ask you can't just expect it to be done for you if you haven't went to go into prayer or fasting or if you haven't actually um went to go and talk to god about it so that's what i'm just going to say that you aren't born that way um it is a sin and i don't think it's right how the flag um the rainbow as something to like justify their sin like it's this doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, it doesn't. But it's it's the way society is today. That's how I always see. Like, the world, the world just needs Jesus. It does. Like, it needs help. Each and every day is always like something that's happening. And I'm just like, sometimes you do you do lose hope in humanity. But then there's some moments like you feel for humanity. Like sometimes like just like each and every like if you like doing, fuck. How can I say this? Like you know just being nice and kind is such like so underrated like you don't have to be mean all the time you guys nobody has to be like rude like sometimes like you can look through social media and some people are just rude like really just disrespectful like it's crazy like um i don't know if you know her like the the woman who died from um the, she was in glee right and she died from the boating accident right so people her husband said that her ex-husband said that he wanted to move in with his um with his sister so he, the sister could raise the son as well because the son doesn't have a mother figure his aunt is the closest thing to a mother now and the way people were just bashing him online saying that you're sleeping with your your um your ex's um sister you're, you're doing this and that like i was like i feel so bad for him because it's just people are just rude like they don't have nobody has compassion like even when he like he's crying out on on the screen and he's trying, he's giving his heart out and people just like it's like it just went in one year don't come at the end i was like why are just people so rude and mean? Like, is it so hard to be kind? Like, this man just lost, the, the a boy just lost his mom. He has to raise his son by himself. He's going to the sister. It's not like he's going to some random stranger. It's his, it's his ex-wife's sister. That's somebody that she would trust with your son. If you have a sibling, I would trust my life. I'll trust my the child my child's life with somebody that that close to me. People's like, oh, they're having a relationship. He's having an affair. That's the only reason why she. It was just so disgusting to me. Like, people are just so cruel and mean. I was like. Whereas, like, that's when you lose hope in humanity, but then there's other times when, like, you see when people come together, especially, like, when people are helping out others with people with COVID, you know, giving back to, like, certain communities, like, 
you know, sometimes just you go put the easiest thing you can always put a smile on somebody's face when you do something. You know, just telling somebody they look beautiful. You go, you don't know what that could do to this person. Is the whole day somebody been telling them they were ugly. You know, just being I feel like being nice and kind is so underrated. Like just be nice to people. It's not hard. Even if you're having a bad day, you shouldn't like put that on other people because we especially as Christians, but just people in general, just be nice. Like even if you don't believe in God, just be nice and kind to one another. Like just be like, Hey, you look nice, say thank you. Thank you is just it's easy just to say thank you. It's two words. It's not like I'm asking you to get on your knees and to beg no, just say I, I that's just something I really just had to say because Nowadays, I just see how cool and people are. Like, just, it's just, you just go. Sorry. Yeah. I like, I completely agree. And you know, also with Chadwick Boseman, right? What happened with him? Apparently, um, before he died, because you know, he was suffering with cancer. Um, mm-hmm. So, but before he died, right? He was, um, he was like losing a lot of weight and he was getting trolled and getting such harsh comments yes. on it. And like, he was getting such harsh comments. And the thing was, people didn't know that he had cancer, right? Until he died. And then I was just thinking that, like, look, all of the people who were, like, trolling him, calling him different names just because he was losing weight. You didn't know what he was going through behind closed doors. Like, he smiled a lot, and now um, he's dead. And I made his soul rest in peace. And all the people who were trolling him and saying such rude things, they must probably feel bad because you didn't know that he was suffering with things behind that smile. And now look what happened. He's dead. And after, and be- just before he died, he was getting such trolled comments. And it's just really yeah. harsh. They like to be kind to people because you don't know what they're going through behind their smiles. Yeah, that's true. Because like, I, I saw him and I was like, he just lost a lot of weight. So I was thinking maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a movie role. It was never like, oh, like just see, be so rude because... He, he, he didn't tell nobody he had cancer because he wanted to bring movies for us. You know, doing Black Panther and all those other movies, he was he was battling cancer, but he still did the movie for people like us, people of color especially, because he wanted to see more people of color. He didn't have to do that. People, first of all, cancer just sucks in general. I hate cancer. It just sucks in general. And this man is fighting it, but he's still putting his file, a smile on his face. He's still doing all this stuff for Black Panther, for Avengers, for Marvel, so that we can have movies like that. And then people would be like, Oh, look at him. He lost weight. Look at him. He looked like, I'm like, bro, just, I'd be like, you should have just be like, oh my God, I hope he's okay. I'm praying for him, stuff like that. But no, people are just so rude. And it's like, when you look, and then all those people now, it's like, now what? Oh, you can't, it's like, I don't know why, why is the first thing that comes to your mind is just something like, rude. Like, this man was really like, I didn't even know, nobody knew he had cancer. Like, I just, I just thought, but I feel like something was wrong with him because, like, he lost extremely lot of weight, but I just, um, he's an actor. Some people, some actors gain a lot of weight for me, some lose weight. So that's what came to mind. But the fact that when he died, it was so shocking because, you know, a lot of people said Black Panther, you know, brought, you know, the Africans and African-Americans together for the first time because, you know, you see that culture of Africa and you see that culture like of what African-Americans built. Oh, Afri- yeah, African-Americans built here. So it was like really nice to see, you know, everybody loved Black Panther, like Wakanda forever. <laughs> you know, everybody loved that movie. But at the same time, it just, it just, it's like after he did all that, then you guys are just going to say, you guys are trolling. And some people are just, I don't get it. But and now it's just, we're talking about like social media, like social media is very like, it's a, it's a dangerous place. Let's just say that, you know, 10, 10 years ago, you know, well, 10 years ago, we was young. It was only like, you know, um, Blackberries. And if you wanted to like, it was mostly like, there was never a Snapchat where I could post something and within five seconds, like 10 people could see it like that fast. It was never like that, you know. If you want, if you really want to talk about somebody, it's usually to the face. And since we were young, we never really, really went through the early stages of like MySpace or like Twitter before. It's really like that. But now it's like you can go on Instagram and like the way people could comment on your post, 
you can receive so much hate. That's why, like, I never, I, I give, I don't know how these famous people do it because you have no privacy. Even you could, you could be some famous people. They could do nothing wrong, but people could always find just like one little flaw, and they could just take it out on you. And it's just, it's really a lot. And I feel like you know, you know, social media does have its good things. Like you know, like you get to spread the word easier rather than it's easier to spread things around. You know, spread positive things. But then there's just a lot of negatives with just hate. And I'm like, this is not what God intended. You know, this is not like the, the your phone is such a powerful tool. It's such. You could easily like people. People have died because of what people said on the phone. People have committed suicide because of what people said over on online. You have to be careful about what you what you say, what you post, because you never know what's going through a person's head. You know what you can say can either impact them positively or negatively. Like how you feel about social media, Serena? Right, personally, for me, I feel like social so, so, social media is like an invisible killer. To be honest, because I'm just gonna say it's like an invisible. Like even if it doesn't like um, make everyone commit suicide, it will slowly, slowly like drain someone, and it will cause mental issues for them as well. Like, do you know like how many people have had like depression and all of that just because of social media? The people will be getting bullied online, and they won't be able to eat well, won't be able to sleep well. They, they'll honestly not be able to do all the things because of what people have said online and i just think that that's really sad the way that now social media has turned into something from a way of communication with one another to something of slandering others and just picking out every little thing about people like i don't see the point like you say something rude about someone but what do you gain from that like it says more about you than it says about that person so i don't i don't it just really doesn't make sense like it's better to spread um some positivity because you don't know someone could be having a bad day and you could just be like oh my days i really love your hair and then be like oh like that could even even just that little thing could make them feel better but i don't understand the point of people always slandering others like there's really no point it does not it does nothing but hurts to be honest yeah like i mean i like this quarantine like i did i took a break like from social media for like two three months i only go on it if somebody just to make sure people are texting me because i never want to cut it off completely because i never know if somebody's messaging me they need help so i never would just want to delete it because i don't know if people actually need me you know sometimes people just want to talk to you so i said i I can't delete it because i never know say somebody's texting me they really need my help or something and i just delete it so i can never just get myself towards delete it but i I delete tiktok because tiktok doesn't a lot of people say, a lot of people say, Oh mercy, why you don't have TikTok? I just can't do it. Like I had TikTok and it's like it's just mentally like draining because right during my TikTok it was mostly like it was either Christians or like you know, just like funny videos, you know, stuff like that. So and it's just like and on TikTok everybody's a preacher and everybody's a preacher on TikTok. And sometimes, you know, the Bible says beware of false preachings teachings because there are some people who are teaching for good and there's some people who are teaching for bad. You know, they're not. So I just like I couldn't differentiate the two and I just didn't want to deal with it because I feel like it wasn't good for me personally. And I feel like I did not need that for, I did not need TikTok. I didn't, I didn't make videos on TikTok and the videos I was just spending like four or five hours watching these videos. And I was like, it wasn't good for me mentally. So I was like, you know, let me just read it. And honestly, I don't regret it. You know, I can still see TikTok some way, somehow through Snapchat or whatever. Sometimes I do laugh because some of them are funny, you know, especially the African ones. But um, the other times, you know, I just like, I didn't need it. You know, sometimes you don't, if you don't really need the app then just don't use it. Like, me TikTok, but I still have Snapchat and Instagram because for my podcast, you know, that's how I let people know about the episodes and stuff. And sometimes I just be posting, you know, daily stuff, you know, Christian stuff, just saying hi, everybody, you know, posting my beautiful self because you always got to post yourself sometimes, let people know God's beauty, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, confidence is important too. Like now I'm saying like that. Before, I wasn't the most like confident person. Like I would never like go on Snapchat unless like my hair was done 100% good, you know, that's just how it was. But now, like, I feel comfortable, like, even when I cut my hair, like, I was really, uh, yeah, because I went natural, so I cut my hair, like, April, and I was, like, I didn't show people my hair 
for like until like last two weeks ago. He was like, you cut your hair, but I didn't show nobody my hair unless I was like calling you or something. So I didn't have like confidence, especially for like females, is very hard to get because a, a lot of people just don't, they're always going to have something to say. Some people are just not going to like your hair, especially with your body. Like, you know, um, I've be, it's, there's no perfect um, size. There's no perfect weight. There's no, everybody, I like, I like, you know, Kylie Jenner with the whole lips thing and then she got big butt and all that. I feel like you don't need to do that. The way you are made is the way you are supposed to be made, you know. If, if you don't have the best, like, you know, body, whatever, personality always will always be above how you look I, I, all the time. You can have you can have the best of a body, body, but some people have ugly personality who are really disrespectful. And I'm like, you're just a no-no, no-go. Because at the end of the day, like, if you're with this person, you expect this person, you want to take care of your kids. Like, the body's not going to help her take care of her kids. Her personality is. The way she acts around you, the way she acts around your parents, and so, or he acts, acts around your parents. Let me not say she, because females are not always at the fault here. <laughs> Males are too. So how do you feel about that? You know, confidence and all that. Right. So for confidence, I would, I would definitely say, yeah. I would say society makes it seem like there, we have beauty standards. So it's like they make it seem like um, you, you have to have this certain eye, you have to have these big lips, you have to have like pretty hair, curly hair and all of that to like match the beauty standards. Like you have to have the most expensive jeans, you have to have Gucci shoes, you have all of this just to be in the popular group, like what they call the popular group, right? Because um, like, you know, in school, how we have these different um, cliques. So like there's um, popular, then there's like the nerds or what they call it or whatever. And they're always like, oh, the popular ones need to be like extra pretty for the popular boys. They need to have expensive things. They need to like have beautiful hair and everything. And it's just like, it needs these standards because in God's eyes, we are all beautiful and we are all wonderfully and beautifully, beautifully made. So even if someone doesn't think you're beautiful, like Jesus knows you are beautiful and he knows that. And that's a fact. So his facts is over there and that's all i'm gonna say that you guys don't need to live up to anyone's um standards but only god's standards because god doesn't judge about outward appearance of your heart so no all i'm gonna say that all of you are beautiful you're absolutely magnificent and beautiful and jesus thinks so too so you don't need to care about what anyone else says because after if jesus says yes you can say no that's fair like nobody can say no other nobody can say no it's it's important that you know you look at yourself in your mirror and never like be discouraged, like hate how you look. Because I know this, I, I honestly, I know that some people just like generally just like hate how they look. And I feel, I feel bad because you know, you you don't understand like how much you're worth. Like your your worth is like magnificent. If you wasn't worth anything, Jesus would never have came down here and died on the cross and committed the ultimate sacrifice and it went through all that pain just to give a second chance to humanity. Who would have never did that if you knew we weren't worth it? But he saw a hope in us. He saw, like, we can do something with us. So, you know, when you wake up in the mirror, just tell yourself that you're beautiful. Sometimes look in the mirror and be like, wow, look at me. I'm, look at me. I'm, I'm a child of God. Look at me. Just say that. Like, tell, let you have some reassurance. Let you know that, you know, you are God's child. And automatically, as God's child, you're already beautiful. Point blank, period. There's no argument because you're already a child of him. You know, all his children are beautiful, awesome, amazing. So just don't be discouraged about that. And also, like, be be uh, mindful of what you post on social media. Like, before I, before, I used to post, like, just dumb stuff on social media. Now, it's not, like, if it's not, like, memes about, like, roasting Nigeria. I'm sorry. I know you're Nigerian. But uh, the other day, I was, like, happy Independence Day to um, Ghana Junior. Because it was Ghana Junior. I'm sorry I had to do that. But, you know, if it's not memes and stuff like that, you know, or something that's going to, like, make somebody laugh. Or just, like, don't post, like, dumb stuff. Like, the relationship stuff, like, if, I'm, if you're not... You're, <laughs> 
how can I say this correctly? Relationships are not everything in the world, okay? Of course, like, everybody wants, you know, that person to be with for the rest of their life. But, you know, you if there, if you're with the person in your relationship, I like how you said it. You said in your YOLO, you said if it's not centered around God, then it's not, it's not good. You know, the person who you are with has to have the same type of, um, what's that word? Tenacity and all that for for you, for God as you have for God. Like, you know, can't, it can't be holding the other's weight. Okay, that's what, uh, marriage is equal. You both intertwine, okay? So you guys both should be like, have the same energy for God. And, you know, be careful if you are, especially in a relationship in a young age, like, what what is the place where you cut off? You know, if you guys say you guys are kissing, you know, whatever, you know, kissing could lead to, you know, this, and then kissing could lead to, you know, that. So you have to be mindful, like, hey, am I, do I have the strength, you know, to overcome these type of temptations? Because the temptation, when your relationship is, especially the temptations will rise because that's what the enemy loves to do that. He loves to see when you're when you're happy. He loves to take that away from you. Or you're when you're doing something right. He likes to put things in your mind or put things in your thoughts. That's why a lot of people be like, when I pray, it's always these things that kind of come up when I'm praying and stuff. Because that's what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to distract you from what God is trying to do. He will always do that each and every day. Like even like when I'm trying to, even when I post episodes like stuff like this kind of stuff, there's always something wrong with the audio or something doesn't come out right at the end of the day. Because that's what he loves to do. But that's not going to deter me from not posting it. I'm gonna work my hardest to make sure this sounds good and nothing goes wrong with it because I know like what we're speaking is important like spreading the gospel is important you know reading your bible like I never knew it was that important because I was I was reading John um chapter four yesterday while I was waiting on the train and it was honestly like just so beautiful because the stuff God was talking about you know don't don't love the world um love him you know just about like you know your sins and how children of God should know right from wrong and it was it was honestly it's a beautiful text if you guys want to read it you know it's honestly beautiful and each and every day, I learn something new about God, you know, and if you, if you're just starting out, you know, Bible plans on the Bible app are really good, like, that's what I use most of the time, or all the time, they're really good, because, you know, they give the devotional, then they give the verses to go with the devotional, and it's honestly very good, like, if you're just starting out, like, there's, like, thousands of Bible um, plans with it, the one I'm doing now is, like, what's God like, so each and every day, it will give me something about God, like, it says God is awesome, God is just, God is um love, God is all this type of stuff, and each each day it gives you a new one. So it's not like, oh, you get once a week. No, each, every day you get one. And they have a, a lot, a lot of Bible stories. So if you're not comfortable with just like reading the text, or like just reading text like that, I'll suggest you the Bible plans because the devotional kind of breaks down the text so it, you understand what you're reading. And afterwards, you can always pray for God for wisdom and knowledge for when you're ready to like read like big text and stuff. But I, these Bible plans are underrated. Y'all should sponsor me, by the way, you Bible. <laughs> but I'm just saying, but yeah, they're so good. Like, what do you use to, like, explain, like, how you Bible study and all that? Because I know you explained that in your YOLO. Okay, so someone asked me on my YOLO how, um, how to do a good Bible study. But the answer I first of all said was, there is no good way to do a Bible study. Like, everyone does a Bible study different. Like, as everyone has a different relationship with God. So some people may like to just, like, just sit quietly by themselves and just read the Bible, get a highlighter, highlight it, while others may actually get notepads, post-it notes, everything, to come and do the Bible. There's no actually a right to do it. Just do as the Holy Spirit leads you to do. For me personally, though, I would, I would actually, because I like colorful things, so I would get my notepad, um, my Bible, my post-it notes, and my highlighters, and then I'll just, like, sit down in a quiet place. Um, I always, 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 always pray before you read the book, the Bible. Honestly, you need to pray for understanding, pray for wisdom, and pray for knowledge before you read all the time and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and to help you to study the Word successfully. And that is the key thing to do before you do any Bible study. So yeah, I always pray. And then I get like things out. And then I just like, I love reading from the New Testament, especially the parts that involve Paul, because 
probably such an inspiration to me personally so yeah i just like reading it and then i'll just read from somewhere in the new testament let's say like um colossians for an example and then i'll read it and then whatever verse that i feel relates to me or stands out to me i'll highlight it note it down inside my book and then i'll try and think how i can apply this in my life or how it relates to me and then i'll like always put like a post note of what chapter it was and everything and then write down the verses and all of that and then like yeah i just i just make it colorful and all of that and that's just how i feel it works for me in a good way because i like to see um the verses so then when i flip back in my bible study book i'll just be like oh, okay so this is what paul said like ever ever relates to anyway yeah that's that's just what i do but some people just like plain and that's also fine it's just how it fits yeah i'm a, I'm a plain like even when i was at school i hate annotating i just don't like it because i feel like there's no i'm not a color person because i feel like it just tears away from it so i would never like highlight and stuff but like now i just like like starting like last week i actually started like just journaling like what i read because you probably just read and not like journal but i feel like it's good just to like take away so like now like and i usually like to read at night that's just me like i like to read like 2 a.m that's just me because i feel like it's good i like to read that before i go to sleep i feel like it helps me so um what you gonna call it i i have a journal right next to me and like the bible plan as i said get to use the bible plan it has reflection questions where you could talk to yourself or talk to god i said how do you think how does knowing that God's love is for you. How does that impact your life? Like, it has good reflection questions, you know, like really good ones. So, and you could just like sit back and sit down and be like, you know, how does it apply to me? You know, how does it apply to this? If you don't feel, but if you, if you're an annotator, then highlight away purple, green, orange, whatever highlights you got. If you're a post-it note person, but don't be discouraged. You see somebody's Bible cover with post-it notes and you're just empty because you, because your Bible may be empty, but you got to, your journal is full. Or even that so just like don't be discouraged you know everybody don't don't and don't be discouraged about oh oh look at this person they're such a christian this and that like I'm, i hate when people say that especially about me because i'm not a perfect christian i can't stand that you know i'm not exactly. i'm not nobody's a good person in the eyes of god i'm not perfect i'm not the best person i can be of course i always need growing you always need growing spiritually emotionally mentally you know even physically you know so I, I'm just not, I'm not there yet. And I probably never will be there yet because I'm, we're always flawed, you know? And even if your sin is forgiven, we all sin each and every day. Nobody's perfect. Say, oh, if you, the Bible says, if you sin, if you, if you say you don't sin, it's a lie because you are lying. You all do some type of sin unconsciously or consciously knowing, but it's good that, you know, God's forgiveness is eternal. He will never forsake you. Like I remember my, my pastor talking about like, if he was talking about the, uh, I think it was about the story of Jonah, if I'm wrong please forgive me but he was talking about how um you know for a brief moment god forsake um jonah but then he came back to him because sometimes god may put you in this circumstances because he needs you to open your eyes and see him you know it's unfortunate that i took like my father my the death of my father to like really for me to realize like god's love and like all that because unfortunately you know i wasn't i wasn't where i could be with god now like i didn't read the bible i would go to church you know all that and i try to be part of as much church activity as possible but just the Bible stuff was just never for me. You know, I just like, just like I didn't feel like reading it. And then now, like, I read this book also, like, Charles F. Stanley, that's a book. Ah, oh, what's it called? It's Everyday Devotion. It's something like that. I always forget the cover, but I just read it. So each day, each day of every um, day of the month, the whole year, it's something that, it's like um, something that we, something that you could take back. So something that you should use, like, one of them was like Clash with the Flesh, it, you know, and today, it's, each day it gives you something new. So if you guys want that book, it's very good. Like sometimes if you just want like and Charles F. Stanley, like he's really like one of the only pastors I trust because my parents trust them. Like I don't be listening to everybody. Like some people listen to everybody on social media. I'm not one of those. Like if cause some people just some people they might teach this, but then you've seen a comment, everybody disagree with them. People don't like it. And I don't like that conflict. You know, I just like to trust people who I know 
before the right people. So Charles F. Stanley, like, if you need a pastor, Charles F. Stanley's like really, really, really good. You know, my dad used to read him a lot. His, my dad's stuff is still in the bathroom. And my dad kept all the Bibles in the bathroom. I don't know why, but it's in the bathroom. So that's where he used to read Charles F. Stanley a lot. And that's how the book is from Charles F. Stanley. So if you're looking for like books and stuff, Charles F. Stanley, like, I feel like he's a, he's a good pastor. You know, there's a lot of Instagram pastors. Of course, you can check them out. Like, you know, check them out because they're good too. But if you just want somebody to help you out, his books are good. And it's good to like have those type of books. Like you can have the Bible, but then you also have like these type of books that you only got to read one page, but one it can enlighten you. You know, one verse can change your life. You know, nobody's telling you to read the whole book of John in one day. I'm not telling you to do that. But I'm saying that like, you know, just read a couple of pages here and there. Take down some notes, pray over it, and then go about your day and uh, go about your day about living for Christ, you know. And let tell the people know, you know, I like I know how I, I'm sorry if I'm rambling, but I you say like, you know, a lot of people ask you about secular music, you know, you say try to listen to gospel music as much as possible. And I like how you said, What is your intentions? Intentions are important. I love how you I always say, I love how you say intentions because what is your intention with this and that? You know, even me, sometimes I'll be thinking about that, like she's subbing me out. Like, what are my intentions with this? You know, is this something I'm supposed to be doing? So especially like I love how you said with clothes. I'm not telling you what to wear. I'm not, I'm not your mother. Your mother can tell you what to wear. I'm not gonna tell you what to wear. But at the same time, like, is this you what you're wearing? Is are you would you wear this in front of Jesus? Like, I like how you said that, you know. I mean, of course, like you can always look, there's so many dresses out there that you can look nice with, okay? You know, but it's just important, like how you uh, um how you look in front of society because there are some people the way you dress it turns off for them and they can take advantage of you like i'm sorry i have to say that but like i'm not telling you oh you should dress for everybody because i don't want i don't want i wouldn't want somebody to say hey you should dress for that but there are some people who when the way you dress affects them like and you don't ever realize it like you could wear this like tight you could wear this tight tight top and a person they see you on social media and you don't know how it will affect them. It can affect them positively and negatively. And even and for them, they might think it's positive, but it's actually negative. Like you can elaborate because you say it better. Can you just touch on that and you say it better? Okay, so I get these questions quite a lot. And it's always like, um, um, is wearing revealing clothes okay as Christians? And I always say, right, but no, I have to say, I'm sorry, I have, I'm just going to say, like, no, it's not okay, because first of all, God said that we should dress modestly, I can't actually remember the actual verse off my head, but he said that we should dress modestly, and because it can cause others to stumble as well, and like, when I say stumble, I mean it can cause others to sin, like, it can cause others to lust after you and everything, <laughs> doing things and thinking things because of, like, what they saw, like, and that's why you shouldn't wear revealing clothes, but then some people try and argue with me and say, but like, isn't it their fault for not having self-control? And like, yeah. I agree that like they should have self-control. Like they should pray to God for self-control because self-control is very, very, very important. So they should pray to God for self-control. But let's be honest, because let's say a guy was dealing with lust and he kept praying to God to remove him out of that sin. So like he was actually really trying hard to get out of that sin. And then he sees a girl with some revealing clothes. Like, let's be honest, that's not helping at all. And that could cause others to stumble. Like God is trying to help that person and you're just making that person fall more into their sin. And yes, they need self-control, but you also need to play your part of dressing up. Yeah, it's like, for example, right? Um, you are on a diet, right? But your, your sibling keeps on waving this nice slice of cheesy pizza in front of you. You're tempted to eat the pizza even though you know you're on a diet. So it's like, it's kind of slapping the face. It's like, your um, your brother knows that you're on a diet, but he's still waving a slicey, nice, cheesy pizza in front of you, knowing that. So that's what, that's what the devil tries to do through people, you know. A person could, like how you said, a person with this female or male could be fighting the temple of lust, but then you look, but then you wear revealing clothes, your butt is out, your chest is out, 
and then um, what you call it, and then how how is that gonna help them? You know, and how is that gonna help you personally? Because what does what does a revealing clothes do for you? Yes, it's important to love your body, love yourself, but to a certain extent. That's why a lot of people say, you know, um, self love can be really be dangerous at a point because you because you need to like know where to cut off. It's like me, of course, I'm out. Everybody wants to look nice. You know, my birthday dress, I'm gonna look fire. By the way, people, just stay tuned for that. Birthday is next week. But um, what you call it? I know, like my dress. I know what I'm. It's not revealing. I know that if I if I'm going out somewhere, I'm not turning heads or nowhere only because I look nice. I already turned heads, but that's besides the point. But still, like you know, I'm not gonna. It shouldn't cause anybody lustful thoughts. And even some people, you could be wearing a whole a guard around you, and some people will still have lustful thoughts. You know, that's just how it is because some people are just so far gone. But at the same time, like don't do that on purpose or do that if you know somebody's like trying to like get stay away from it so females and males yeah because not only females females and males be careful what you wear because some people have bad intention for you can't stress that enough not everybody's nice not everybody wants everybody like oh you're so cute keep continue to wear that no because they want they it has bad intentions for you you know but just be mindful of that you know and if we feel if we feel like we're controlling your life to tell you hey you cannot wear this you cannot wear that that's not how we're trying to come off we're just trying to say like Think about the person who's also trying to like, you know, fight off of that at the same time and pray for them also and pray for yourself. You know, when you when you order in that dress from like Fashion Nova or Boohoo, Boohoo is my spot, by the way. You guys got Boohoo. If you guys order it's like, what is it where I'm gonna wear this to? Like, you know, you're not going to no party. So don't be getting party dresses, you know, you're not going nowhere. Don't be getting dresses that like it's not even knee length or it's like right next to your butt because it's not appropriate, first of all. And I don't find those type of clothes are appropriate. You know, it's just it's a certain time and place for everything. If the only place you're supposed to be wearing that to is probably to your bedroom with your husband, not boyfriend. Husband. I said husband with a capital H. Not boyfriend. Husband. Okay. That's all. Is is friendship, husband. Okay. Not friendship, boyfriend, having sex, husband. No. You see how that don't go together? It's friendship, husband, then doing the stuff that you love with your husband. Because your husband is only supposed to see those type of parts. So it's supposed to get the best of you, not the whole world and everybody else, you know. So that's the difference. But I'm just going to wrap, we're about to wrap this up. This is such a good combo. Um, thank you so much, Serena. Do you have any lasting words for the masses? I love saying masses. Yes, certainly. I just want to say that I absolutely love you all and Jesus loves you more. And I just want to say that, um, yeah, like, honestly, you can just come and ask any questions anytime you want because we're always ready to help people with their walk with Christ. And I just want to encourage everyone to keep on moving forward. And if you're dealing with any sins at all, just know that... Um, Jesus is right there with you. Like you are not alone. Like I, I also deal with sins. Like I am not perfect. I know for sure that I am not perfect because I still struggle with sins myself. But that's why we need to keep going to Jesus for help for Him to cleanse us. And like, if any of you guys want to view my account, like honestly, yeah, all your stuff, I put all your stuff in the description. You know, um, just so people can read it because your channel is actually helping me each and every day. Always make sure you know it's in the front. You know, some people's channels in the back because I don't really care about them. But yours is definitely in the front because Snapchat no. So they better not play me, update my phone so they can ruin it. But yeah, um, I just want to thank you so much for hopping on. Like, uh, she's, we're five hours. This just a set of views that was really difficult because she's five hours different. So the time is just really bad right now. But um, I thank you so much for like just coming on. You didn't have to do that, but I thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, Everybody who's listening to this, um, just make sure you guys follow everything that I put in the description. Follow our Instagrams. I don't know if you want me to put your Instagram. I'll, we'll talk about that behind the scenes. But her stuff, her Snapchat story will definitely be in the description. So you guys can click the link and it will take you directly to it, you know. Um, make sure you guys um, stay safe. I had an idea if I wanted to, like, just start a, a group chat slash, it's like a Discord, if you know what Discord is. But it's like there's different channels 
and it's a big group chat. You guys can talk to me or whatever. So let me know if you guys want to start a group chat. It's something I wanted to do for a while. And we can talk about things like this. If you guys just want to send memes, you can send memes. If you guys just want to talk to people, help with school and stuff, you know, college, university, whatever you are. Um, I just want to do something like that just for people to get to know people and get people who like have the similar background because I know not everybody has access. I'm talking really fast, sorry. I know everybody does not have access to um, Christian people. So if you just want to group chat for Christians, it's going to legit want to be just for Christians. The one is going to be like general where we just like talk about life and all those type of things and school in general, there'll be stuff like that. So if you guys want that, please let me know on Instagram. Or just like, you know, Anchor, wherever you listen to this, allows you to, um, Anchor allows you to voice message. Listen on Apple, leave a comment down below on the episode. I think you like write a review and let me know if you guys want that. And I want to make sure, I pray that whoever's listening to this gets um, healing, they get knowledge, you know, wisdom. I pray that God answers your prayers. I pray that you stay safe and you stay humbled and you stay blessed. I pray that God offers you deliverance from everything. If you're fighting a sin, I pray that God gives you the strength and wisdom to, to fight your sin each and every day. Though it's not easy, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So I, I, in my name, Jesus, I'm saying this. Amen. Everybody amen. stay safe, stay blessed, and I'll see you guys next time. And let's get into it. To the Lord.